Why do millions of Americans choose to sleep on Bolin Branch sheets? Is it the 100% organic cotton? Is it that they get softer and softer over time? Customers can't stop raving about these sheets, and there's no better time to try them for yourself or give them to someone you love. Right now, Bolin Branch is offering their best deals of the year, and you can get their incredibly soft sheets at incredibly low prices. Just go to bolandbranch.com to shop their best deals today. That's b o l l and branch.com today. See site for details. Hey, hey, coffee? Abstaining. Hungry? Maybe. Movie? Seen it. Fast play. What's fast play? The new game from the Connecticut Lottery with a growing jackpot. Growing jackpot. Think big. It's easy. The easiest. And fast. Super fast. Quick like a bunny. Yep. Formula One fast. Faster. 5G speed. Wrong ad. Fast play from the Connecticut Lottery. Play fast. Win big. Use your game sense. Odds vary by and during games. Must be 18 or older to purchase. CTLottery.org. What's up? Not much, buddy. How you doing? I'm all right. It's, uh, we're back on track schedule-wise. NXT and SmackDown. The Go Home Show hasn't happened yet. Like uh, as of the recording date, you know we're recording on a Wednesday. I'm trying to get back on a normal fucking schedule for the wrestling nerds. busy boys. Obviously, Eric's a very busy boy this week, but uh, I've been busy myself with the bananas, so, I mean, shit happens. You, you gotta squeeze these fucking things in when you can. Yeah, you gonna count the bananas right, Jeff? I, I don't have to count shit. I just stock them. why that is, Wolf? No, I do not. I, I don't work in the produce section of my local Kroger. I know you don't, but I'm, I'm telling you, and like, because I, I, I assume most Krogers have this little basket of bananas, all these leftover bananas sitting on the end of the aisle. And I'll tell you, that's because the customers come up, they see a bushel of bananas, say there's five bananas in a bushel. They don't want to eat five fucking bananas. So they rip one or two off and take three or four bananas. Then you get leftover ones and twos. And apparently, when I restock these and reorganize these, that's what goes in the basket. There's nothing wrong with the basket bananas. They're just lone guys. Well, see, I don't have a problem with the lone bananas. I actually appreciate that. Neither do I. Yeah, because sometimes I'm not trying to get six fucking bananas. No, a single man cannot eat six bananas. No, they go bad way too quickly, Jeff. That's true. They turn to shit. That they do. And then Jason, my, uh, our friend of the show, Texas Tan Man Jason, always tells me, well, I can make banana bread out of it. I don't know how to fucking make banana bread. Well, Jeff, I'll tell you one thing right there. I'm too lazy to make banana bread out of that. Exactly. So. Put them in the freezer and you forget about them for eight months, and then they're just sitting there as freezer decor. Wait, time out. You put your bananas in the freezer? Once they go bad. 
That's what Jason uh, says. If you want banana bread, you put the bananas in the freezer. Ah. Uh, until you're ready to make the banana bread. Now, the rest of the process, I have no clue what's going on. Some Harry Potter wizard shit happens, and all of a sudden you have banana bread, delicious and fresh. Learn something new every day. Yep. So, for the long... Wolf hasn't been on this podcast in a while, but for the long-time listeners, they know Wolf. But I'll introduce them for the new listeners, if we have any. Thank you to all listeners, by the way. New and old. But for the new listeners, Wolf's a good old friend. Me, Eric, and him go way back. And what'd you call yourself as far as wrestling goes, Wolf? Oh, I'm a filthy casual. He's what he calls a filthy casual. A casual fan. He's not watching every week like me and Eric. But we needed a fill-in. And by God, this man loves to talk wrestling with me and Eric. I did my homework this week. And he did surprise me by doing his homework. I told him I might need some help with the podcast, and he hopped to it. So, with that being said, Wolf, do you have any other small talk that you want to get to before we hop to some wrestling? Uh, I did want to ask you, uh, you told me not to give you any spoilers about that NFC Championship game last Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the NFC Championship was last Sunday, Packers versus the 49ers. And uh, I had to work last Sunday, uh, your classic, like, 1.30 to 10 p.m. shift. So that's, like, during the heart of football, you know? Yeah, you missed, like, all the games. Yeah. I got the first one spoiled for me in the break room, so I was paranoid as shit. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to make it through this shift. I'm going to have some asshole Packers fan come in. He's like, oh, you see the game, blah, 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 blah. No, no, they were drunk and too, too just miserable to talk. I made it through the shift, and I went home and had the most successful hate watch of a sports team I've had in years. It was fucking beautiful, wasn't it? As a Bears fan, it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Because the Packers, I mean, they just got smoked. I hate you. I hate your guts. Hope everything bad in the world happens to you. And only you. Because I hate you. Wolf's not lying. He does hate Packers fans with a huge passion. No, I don't hate, I don't hate all Packers fans. I hate most Packers fans. You hate the idea of a Packers fan. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably better wording. And that's all right, Wolf. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so me and uh, my buddy Adam, who runs the uh, Packers bar here, we uh, share a Spotify account. Well, I piggyback off his Spotify account. And when the Packers game day comes around, whatever week it is, when he's running the bar, instead of having the jukebox going, he plugs in his, fo- his phone for the actual spotify playlist that he made called packers game day which is some Uh, packers song and just some some rock and some party shit you know and uh so i'm on my break at work and i see that the packers game day has interrupted my steady stream of music that i have on my headphones throughout work Let, let me take a tangent here jeff is there a lot of wrestling rock on that playlist surprisingly not no yeah, I I can see a lot of Packers fans being into wrestling rock. That's something I could you know get down with the Packers fans on. Well, this is just I mean this is just a generic playlist that Landmark made. It's not authentic Packers shit. Yeah, well. So anyway, because we share the Spotify account, we have the ability to like say play this song on this phone. Like I can go play something on his phone right now if I wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And as long as his phone's plugged into something and currently playing something, it'll interrupt whatever he's playing to play what I want to play. <laughs> so I'm explaining all this because I see that he's playing the Packers game day thing and it's going strong. I can't remember what song it is. Something corny, probably. So I want to hit him with a Bear Down Chicago Bears. Now, the chances of me, like, he just has it running throughout the whole game and then he hits mute whenever the game comes on and then brings uh, music back up whenever the commercials are on. So the chances of me hitting him are slim to none. Yeah. But lo and behold, he's out, he tells me last night, he's out smoking a cigarette 
and he hears jacadada, 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 and he, he like at this point the game is zero to twenty-seven. 49ers are beating the shit out of the Packers. So he hears this drum intro, and he recognizes it immediately as a true Bears fan, and he's concerned about his business. So he runs, he just bolts inside around the bar. He's like, Rena, Rena, Rena's his girlfriend who's bartending. He's like, mute the song. She's like, why? What's wrong? It's a bear still suck song. She's like, no, it's a bear's, it's a bear down song. You gotta mute it. Uh, luckily for him, it didn't make it to the chorus, but it was a successful interruption of a shitty NFC championship game. Punch them while they're down. Yeah, yeah, kick him in the nuts. Oh, oh, that made me happy. It was a great story to hear back. <laughs> so anyway, on that note, the Packers are out. We got ourselves a Super Bowl in two weeks. But this isn't a football podcast. I've talked no. enough football. Yeah, no, I just had to ask that question. Oh, yeah, and I went on a long-ass tangent story, but that's all right. That's the podcasting business. So let's get yeah, into some motherfucking wrestling then, Wolf. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I didn't go to Pod U. I don't know how to keep it on track. I didn't go to Pod U either. That's why the unprofessionalism this week is so apparent. Yeah, it's real bad. That's all right. We'll get through it. Well, Jeff, you go on. I'm, I'm the Andy Richter to your Conan tonight, so. <laughs> zoop a doo Yoo-hoo. So we'll start off. With uh, SmackDown last Friday, which is not the go-home show. This is SmackDown on January 17th. Coming to you from Greensboro, North Carolina. Now, you caught this song, bitch, Wolf? You did your homework? I did, but I caught it on Monday, and I'm I'm blanking on some of the storylines. Oh, that's okay. I got my notes here. We'll get through this. The first thing is first. We start off with a bang. And by bang, I mean my favorite fucking childhood wrestler. None other than the fucking Big Red Machine, Kaner. Oh, yeah. Now, Kane's been the county mayor of some county in Tennessee. So I don't know what the fuck he was doing in the mask. But he came out and we're like, why the fuck is Kane out here? And he's just talking up the Royal Rumble. He's like, I remember all the times, all the bodies and lost souls. He was pulling an Undertaker. He said lost souls like he's, a, like he's the Undertaker. Yeah, he was having a... He, he, he enjoyed kicking people over those ropes, Jeff. Oh, he did. He's got either the most or second most eliminations in Royal Rumble history. I better see him in the Rumble again this year. That man's got a streak to uphold. That's a lot of weight to throw over those ropes. It is. It's a lot of mass. He weighs in at a three twenty-seven. Last I checked. Who has a hoss? That is a hoss. So he comes in. He's talking up the Royal Rumble, and all of a sudden the Firefly Funhouse interrupts with Bray Wyatt. Oh yeah. Now Bray's just like kind of clowning on Kane. I think uh, the Fiend had uh, made Kane his victim a couple months back. Because I saw his picture on the wall with X's over his eyes. Yeah, he brought that up. Right right before that, he, he had told everybody that, uh, is it Ramblin' Rabbit? Oh, yeah. As I, as yeah. I called Ramblin' Rabbit is with us and okay. Yeah, and he's got an IV full of carrot juice pumping <laughs> right into his thing. <laughs> I, I, I love the carrot juice. Embrace that to, uh... Kane during this promo. He's like, I hope you didn't hit too much traffic on your way up from H double hockey sticks. <laughs> like pulling a sassy southern woman. I thought that was pretty funny. Bye-bye. But anyway, uh Wyatt or Mr. Rogers type Bray Wyatt on the on the funhouse is just trying to set up for another fiend attack. All of a sudden the lights kick out, and we think we're gonna get the fiend just taking Kane over. Lights come back, and Kane's outside the ring, like, waiting on the ramp, looking up the ramp. And we see yeah. the Fiend sneaking behind him from that classic Fiend hole in the... It's not a glory hole, it's a Fiend hole. Two very, very different things. Two very different things. 
But we see the thing creeping up on Kane. Kane just turns around and stares right at him. He's like, what took you so long? All of a sudden, out of the corner of his eye, the fiend looks back and he gets a running knee from Daniel Bryan. And I'm reminded that in the Dark Ages, that when me and Eric, and certainly you, did not watch, there's a tag team called Team Hell No, featuring Kane and Daniel Bryan as besties. So that's the reason for that mashup. It wasn't just some random guy, you know. These these guys got history. That's the reason Kane was, well, they really built it up. They really worked it out why Kane was there, then bringing in Daniel Bryan. I don't think so. I think that I think Kane was trying to learn Bryan from the get-go, or uh, Wyatt from the get-go. Well, I thought, uh, I don't know, I'd missed a lot, Jeff, but I thought The Fiend and Daniel Bryan had a, had a, had a fight in a previous SmackDown. They probably have. They've been feuding for quite a while now. Okay, I'm just I'm just spitballing here. So no, 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 no. You, you, you're. What'd you call it? Filthy casual. Yeah, I'm filthy casual. Filthy casual. You don't have to keep up. Only, only certain marks care about it at the level that me and Eric do. Um, but anyway, from this, Brian attacks the fiend and the fiend's actually retreating into the fiend hole not glory hole fiend hole (laughs) and this is the first time we've ever seen the fiend not on the attack he's in retreat mode he's scampering and then brian's chasing him he's clawing down the hole and just like the fiend a couple weeks ago ripped out some of daniel bryan's hair daniel bryan ripped out a couple of them dreadlocks from the fiend tit for tat yeah they uh they really played that up Oh yeah, that that was a huge selling point. That's gonna be the storyline, the vignettes, and all that shit for the next yeah. six days. Maybe even on the road to WrestleMania. Who knows? But it was executed well. It was a great starting promo in my eyes. You come back from a commercial, and Bray, uh, Brian and Kane are walking backstage, and Charlie or whoever comes up wants an interview with Brian. He says. Brian basically challenges... He's like, I'm tired of running. Everyone's always running from The Fiend. I'm not anymore. The Fiend's running from me. I don't but want him do, running. How do you catch him? How do you catch him when he always runs away? How well, do I defeat The Fiend when he ever runs away? That's, that, what he, that's what he's thinking, and he came up with a great idea, Wolf. He's, he challenged The Fiend to a strap match at the Royal Rumble. Now, for those of you who haven't watched... 20 years of wrestling a strap match hasn't been around in a while but it's basically you're tied on a 10 foot rope to the other person at all times you can't take the rope off or you lose the match i'll say by god i haven't seen a strap match in ages oh yeah when uh john bradshaw layfield was wrestling they called a bull rope match and they'd have a cowbell dangling out of the whole fucking match making noise ding ding Oh, uh, so I'm FaceTiming Wolf, and Wolf's got a little pooch who wants to join the podcast. Doesn't know that dogs aren't allowed on podcasts. Say hi to Lululemon. She's she not a talker care. either, clearly. She doesn't care anymore. She doesn't care. She lost interest. But yeah. it's good to have a dog on the podcast every now and again, even though dogs aren't allowed. <laughs> anyway, so we got a strap match set up for the Universal title for Royal Rumble. You excited for this, Wolf? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to check the Rumble out on Monday, but... Oh, yeah, I, too, will be not watching live because of work, but I'm going to catch that as soon as possible. Yeah. That's our teaser for the uh, Royal Rumble predictions coming up later in the show. Can't wait, huh? Ugh. So, anything else from SmackDown? We got, uh... Uh, Braun and Elias uh, made an alliance with each other uh, against uh, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke, and Cesaro. Did you catch this? I, you know what? I was kind of. I think I was cooking dinner while I was watching that. I was kind of spacing the fuck out on it. A sandwich match that happens to all of us. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was real spacey for me. I just saw Braun, and then I I heard Elias, then I saw Braun. 
and then I saw Sami Zayn, and I love Sami Zayn's crowd work. Oh yeah, Sami Zayn's great. He's fantastic at getting heat. He can do it in an instant. That's why they paired him with Shinsuke. So anyway, Braun uh, into the Royal Rumble and also wants to challenge Shinsuke for the IC title. And then um, Elias was having a concert and this got interrupted by Sami Zayn and Shinsuke and Cesaro. And they eventually attacked him and it's a three-on-one so Braun wants to save the day, Betty, and save the day he did. Simple as that. Side note, when do uh, Elias's concerts never get interrupted? That That's the general theme, Wolf. You're catching on. You're marking up. Yeah, I know. I mean, I understand. I'm just... Quick op- observation. Oh, yeah. He's ne- no, he's never had a full concert. I wonder how long his concerts would be if he did have a full concert. Are we talking a uh, 20-minute or are we talking one hour? What are we yeah. talking here? To all you young wrestling fans out there, just remember, Elias' concerts will always get interrupted. <laughs> Pulling an Eddie Ocheck on us? Oh, yeah. Uh, anything else from... Oh, we got to get to the main event of SmackDown. That's something I do want to get to. Because the main event was uh, a table match, Roman Reigns versus Bobby Roode. Oh, uh, yeah, and I... I saw that tonight, so I do remember that. Nice. Yeah, if Roman wins, he gets to pick the stipulation for his match against Corbin at Royal Rumble. And if Rude wins, then Corbin gets to pick the stipulation. So we get we got some we got some pizzazz, some reason to watch this. Uh this is a good match. All table matches are pretty good, generally speaking. Yeah. Got a little dirty there. At first, we had Ziggler and Corbin coming in to interfere. No disqualification. Well, that, like, that's going to happen, you know. Yeah, that's bound to happen. I mean, yeah. if you watched anything with Stone Cold and Vince back in the day, you know that's bound to happen. Oh, yeah. But here's the twist. The Usos are back, Wolf. They've been gone. I don't know if you knew this. Yeah, I knew that. The Usos are back now, and they came to Roman's aid. And helped him kick some fucking ass. Day one-ish, man. Day one-ish, exactly. Protect their ooze, as Cole likes to say in a very white guy voice. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Roman wins, and he picks a stipulation of a Falls Count Anywhere match so he can kick his ass all over the entire ballpark. Because did you know the Royal Rumble's at a ballpark? Yeah, it's at the Astros Park, isn't it? Yeah, Minute Maid Field. Astros Stadium, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Cheating bitches. Yeah, cheating sons of bitches. For some reason, Corbin was upset by the fact that it was a false count anywhere match. I yeah, think he that... was really mad. He was really beating the shit out of that table with the, whatever that scepter thing he had. He was, like, beating the hell out of it. He was so mad. I don't know why. Yeah, I think that benefits him more than any other match. At least he didn't pick a hell in a cell. That's about all I got from uh, SmackDown. We also had the uh, re-debut, the return of John Morrison. You don't know anything about John Morrison, and I know very little. I don't know. They were kind of clowning him on it on Raw, that uh, that the the after weekend weekend update was kind of clouded on it. Oh yeah, Let, let's let's skip over to Raw and start off with that because what did you think about the Monday after the weekend update? This is the new Street Profits uh, vignette that they tried out. It it was kind of funny. I don't know. The, I wasn't ready for it. I had no idea what was going on. Once again, I'm a filthy casual, so I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Oh no, this is. So this is the first week we've all seen it. I mean, Street Profits have kind of been, to some extent, for the last six months, an MC of sorts, you know, on Raw. Like, they'll just come in and be like, oh, what do you think about this? And how about this later on tonight? And just, like, hype each other up. But they they mix in their comedy with it. This went, they went a full-on weekend update, Saturday Night Live style. Yeah, they did. And, uh... Tried to make poke fun of Weekend Update a little bit. Who uh, WWE does have some history with is uh, 
last year, I think at WrestleMania, Colin Jost, or the Royal Rumble, one of the two, Colin no, Jost was, was in it. was WrestleMania. Was it WrestleMania? I believe it was. What did, like, both the hosts from that were on it? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Colin Jost and Michael Che. Yeah. So they are like, poking fun. They used uh, some... Uh, some pre-recorded studio laugh tracks. Oh yeah. And uh I I can't remember any of the jokes that they made, but this is this is a part of Raw worth going back and checking out because street profits are hype and they want the smoke. That's their catchphrase, you filthy casual. Yeah, okay. We want the smoke. Um other shit from Raw. In the opening, we had uh, your classic Monday Night Messiah heel promo coming out with AOP and his new friend, Buddy! Buddy! Hey, Buddy! Buddy Murphy. They come out and he's just, blah, 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 blah. Classic heel shit. We're going to get some heat. KO and Samoa Joe come out and interrupt. And like, we're down to fucking fight, man. Oh, dude, I, I... I loved Samoa Joe on the mic this week. I I forgot exactly what he said, but it was just like, yes, I want you to beat their asses so bad right now. <laughs> I love Samoa Joe, man. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know why he ever got heat or a bit got put in that heel role, but uh, me and Eric have been Joe fans since the get-go, you know. He's yeah. great. So uh, they come out, and they're like, we want to fucking fight. And then the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins, is like, well, in case you can't count, there's four of us and only two of you. And Joe's like, you didn't know what we brought back up, and all of a sudden, da-da-dum-da-da-dum-dum-dum-dum. Huh? Joe's like, apparently you're not really good at listening. Because I said we're here to fight. I didn't say it was just the two of us. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they brought out the Viking Raiders. Joe also called Seth Rollins an asshat twice during this promo. Yeah, that's what I love. He called him an asshat. (laughs) Which is a very dated term. I I haven't heard someone use asshat in probably about 10 to 15 years. It's a good insult, really. I prefer the term jerk ass personally, but ass hat is great and it worked well. I'm surprised the crowd didn't start chanting it. Uh, so what came out of this? Basically, we have KO and Joe and the Viking Raiders and we got four on four. A brawl starts out and KO, Joe, and the Viking Raiders stand tall as uh, the Monday Night Messiah retreats. Then after the commercial, Rollins is like, uh, fuck this, fuck that. You know what? We're going to challenge for the tag team titles, which the Viking Raiders have tonight. It's going to be me and Buddy! So, we got a little preview because we're getting Buddy and Seth versus the Viking Raiders for the tag championship later tonight. So, let's get to that. Did you watch that? Yep. Because this was hazy for me. I was doing laundry last night. I saw that both of them had their... Had their comrades with them, like Rollins and Murphy came out with the AOP, and then the Viking Raiders came out with KO and Joe. Yeah. But how, and I saw that eventually Rollins and Murphy won this shit, and they seemed to have a 4-on-2 advantage again. So, we'll fill me in. What the fuck happened? Uh, there was some, there was some Tom fuckery. Oh, what the fuck happened? I know there was Tom fuckery with the, uh, like, uh, between Kevin Owens and AOP and uh, Samoa Joe. By Tom fuckery, you mean an altercation? Yeah. It just got, it got out of hand. So, my question really is, did KO and Joe get uh, banned from ringside by the ref, or were they just unconscious? I think they were taking a, I think they were taking a nap, man. Taking one of those cat naps? Yeah, taking that, you know, that cat nap, and then uh, we got new tag team champions, you know? We got new tag team champions, and we have a double champion now in Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah. 
And to me, it's very interesting that they didn't just put these belts on AOP, have AOP t- uh, challenge for the titles. That would have made more sense to me. That's what I was wondering, too. Like, why the hell? So are Rollins and uh, Buddy a fucking tag team? Have they been a tag team? No. This is, this is literally their first occasion. Mur- Buddy Murphy went from two weeks ago having the his sixth straight match with Aleister Black. That's like no joke. Literally six weeks in a row on Raw, they just filled time by having a fantastic Black versus Murphy match. Awesome. And they went from that to last week, Murphy joined this faction, and this week, (laughs) him and Rollins are tag team champions. We got new tag team champions. We got new tag team champions. (laughs) So that's, that's some interesting shit there. Uh... I don't know why AOP doesn't have it, and I don't know how long it's going to stay on Rollins and Murphy. I can't imagine, like, anywhere over a month, personally. As a filthy well, casual, what do you think? Well, this was the go-home show, Jeff, for for uh, the Royal Rumble, so anything's bound to happen. That's true. We got to get... I, I don't see the Viking Raiders picking it back up for some reason. No. Oh, this this crowd, I don't know. I don't think they got a lot of pop in this crowd, but Wichita itself was not having a lot of pop, man. It was really quiet there. Yeah, I mean, you'll get that from your smaller towns, generally speaking. Yeah. Especially when you go down south. It, it seems to be, like, a little lazier, if I can, I can... Uh, generalize in a negative connotation way. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to have to get this into our uh, Royal Rubble picks or anything, but uh, is is there a match, going to be a match at Royal Rumble between uh, Rollins and Buddy? Uh, no, there's none set up. You mean be, for the tag titles? Going on. You mean for the tag titles? Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing set up. Uh You got that Wikipedia page. Can you see if Rollins has entered the Royal Rumble? I can't remember what his current status is. Hold on. This is why you don't allow dogs in podcast booth. I know, no dogs allowed. Because the dog is up licking Wolf's face and trying to get up in his face when he's trying to do some homework for the podcast. Trying to do my goddamn job, Lulu. While you're searching for that, Wolf, did you get a chance to uh, watch the United States Championship ladder match on this fall? Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Rey Mysterio versus Andrade Cien Almas? Yeah. Man, that was the shit. Yeah, that was pretty good. It was... Yeah. It... Seth Rollins, Samoa... Yeah, no, they... I'm sorry, they went over this after the match. After, uh... uh Seth Rollins and uh, Buddy won the fucking uh, tag team titles. Didn't they have uh, an interview with them? And oh, they had an interview with uh, Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. And, and they, they were like, and Kevin Owens like, well, I want to let Seth know that I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble. And then Samoa Joe's like, well, in all transparency, I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble too. <laughs> And if it's between you and Seth Rollins, I'm with you every time, but you try to get in my way, I'll go right through you. <laughs> that's that's a pretty good Joe impression, Wolf. Not gonna lie. Thank you. But yeah, so we get we get KO and Joe in the rubble, and I'm sure Rollins is in the rubble as well. Yeah, he is. Because I looked at the Wikipedia earlier, and on the mid side we have twenty five <laughs> of the thirty people in the rumble already declared for the rumble this is a point yeah. i need to get to wolf yeah and buddy burpee's in it as well but buddy is in it i'm i bet the aop's probably in it too or at least gonna be at ringside doing some dirty work but we need to get back to it this is this is my call to action okay did you know you could shop around for prescription prices with good rx you can find free coupons at over seventy thousand pharmacies and save up to 80 percent. it's that easy but don't just take my word for it 
Dr. Adam says, I've been telling all my patients about GoodRx. Jacqueline says, my medication was $65 without insurance, but I paid $25. Aubriana says, you don't have to pay full price to live your best life. Couldn't have said it better myself. GoodRx is 100% free. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. WWE, Vince McMahon, listen up. Stop declaring people in the Royal Rumble. The element of surprise is far greater. And the the water cooler talk of who do you think is going to be in the Rumble is far fucking greater than me getting just some sort of silly pop from the crowd if I'm Roman Reigns by saying, hey, I'm going to be in the Rumble this year. No shit you're going to be in the Rumble this year. You're Roman Reigns. But let me guess that on my own. Please and thank you, Vince. You're right. There's literally 25 people in the Royal Rumble that have already been, you know, announced they're going to be in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that only leaves five surprises at most. Yeah. And of those five surprises, we'll probably get one that's like Mojo Raleigh or Zack Ryder or someone I could give a shit less about. <laughs> like, really? Why are you in this Rumble? Uh. Anyway, now that I got that off my chest... We had a uh, Becky versus Kyrie Sane match on this Raw as well, Wolf. Yeah, we did. Uh, Becky, even though Oscar was at ringside, and by ringside I mean on the top turnbuckle, which should be interference. She's well, perched they... up there like a damn crow the entire match. <laughs> Just yelling, Becky, Becky. I was getting scared. <laughs> I was, did you have any? Did you have any doubt in your mind, though, Jeff? Becky won, but then Asuka attacked her immediately following. Well, yeah. And Asuka stands tall uh, on this on this date. Well, yeah. But right before we... Wolf, right before we recorded this podcast, I was watching a little WWE backstage, which this week has none other than the man Becky Lynch on it. Oh, that's the FF, the FS1 show they're plugging, isn't it? Of course it is. I watch it every week. It's a it's a marquee show. Once again, filthy casual. Yep. So Becky was on it this week, and I I have full one hundred percent confidence that she will fucking retain the title this week, or yeah, this Sunday at the Rumble against Oscar. Yeah, I I. If you want to go down the prediction route, Jeff, we can do this. Uh, we will. We will eventually. I just had to get that out there. For anyone, I know I've said in past weeks that I have some doubts and some concerns, but my marketists will not allow me to voice those concerns. Those concerns are gone for the present time being. A <laughs> uh, couple other things. You you enjoyed the Lesnar Heyman promo, didn't you, Wolf? Yeah, I did. I really did. So why don't you tell us about that a little bit? Walk us through when that. It, when Rick, all right, was it Ricochet that came out and called it like Sioux Falls City? And like made fun of Suplex City. Did you hear about that? Uh yeah, yeah. Ricochet came out like at first. You had your classic Lesnar Heyman promo. Yeah. Where Heyman's doing all the dirty talk. You know, we, we've seen it a million times. Even a filthy yeah. casual like yourself is very familiar with this promo. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I just love I just loved it when Ricochet came out. And uh, Paul Heyman's like, what's he called? He's like, this is the beast. You are lunch meat. <laughs> of course he called him lunch meat. Yeah. That's hilarious. Only Paul would think of that. But yeah, I don't know. Rick, Ricochet comes up, he gets into the ring. You know, he's like, I'm not afraid of you, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> he gets in the ring. <laughs> and fucking, then Brock, of course, just the, him and Heyman just start to walk out. And he's like, and Ricochet's like, are you scared? Then Brock, like, walks back in, like, the hulking behemoth that he fucking is. And, like, I, I forgot what he does. He, like, kicks him in the ribs or some shit, and he falls down, like, dying. And then I've never 
just for the fans though, I've never heard Bork Laser speak ever. <laughs> he doesn't like, talk too much. Casual I am. He never talks. So when he reaches down and picks that mic up and says, "I'm not scared," <laughs> I fucking lost my shit. <laughs> You're expecting a lot manlier of a voice than what was, you got. I was, I was expecting a gravelly monster voice. Not yet. the voice of a prepubescent teen. <laughs> Bobby Lashley has a case of that, too. When you hear Bobby speak, you're like, that's your voice? Yeah, he, he does. So, some of these guys, man. Some of these wrestlers. They're beefcakes, so they just don't have the voice to back it up. Exactly. And that's probably a big, like, I know I talked to you about this, but it's probably a big reason why Paul Heyman does most of mic work. But, I mean, also, Paul's just one of the best promo givers of all time, you know? Well, it really does work, though. I mean, you know. Yeah. Having, having Bork Laser never speak and use that voice and have Paul do his thing. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, that's money right there, man. That's money. After this, we had uh, two things on Raw I want to get to. Uh, Orton versus D-Mac. I did not get this on the Hulu cut. You didn't get, oh my God. You didn't get Orton versus D-Mac. I'm pretty sure I didn't get that on the Hulu cut. Unless somehow I missed it. Which is a possibility. I may have been cooking dinner or something, Jeff. That's but fine. I'm pretty but sure I didn't get that one. That's fine, Wolf, but this is a great match. It's got one of my stars of the night. D-Mac 2020, baby. D-Mac 2020. I'm glad you're listening. Because D-Mac is making that case. And Randy Orton, of course, because we're in Kansas, which is a hop, skip, and a jump from St. Louis, Missouri, Orton's getting all the pop. D-Mac's getting none. And <clears throat> during this match, Wolf, uh, you know, D-Mac's got Orton set up against a barricade on the outside like Orton's catching his breath and D-Mac's getting set up with a Claymore kick. If you're familiar yeah. with that. Yeah. Uh, at the last minute, Orton ducks. And somehow, the barricade's already broken over. And somehow the timekeeper is just sitting back there. Just some old guy who rings the bell, you know. And he takes a Claymore beautifully. Like, he takes it raw as fuck. Right on the chin. Yeah. Uh, that guy running the time is a bigger mark than anybody. He's been doing this shit for years, man. He knows how to take a Claymore kick. I know, but still, like, God, like, if that was intentional, why did they put it in? Because it was a very small aspect of the match. Like, they didn't even bring it out up later on or anything. Well, well, the timekeeper just took a Claymore kick, and he's dead now. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. R.I.P. It was beautifully taken, though, man. Not going to lie. So, ended up, the club, AJ Styles and uh, Gallows and Anderson came in and interfered on D-Mac for reasons I don't know why. Just because they're haters. Haters going to hate. And uh, Orton could easily just watch this, but he decides, I'm a buddy up with D-Mac, and he comes back with a chair to thwart off AJ and... Gallows and Anderson, and you get Orton and D-Mac standing tall. Orton goes to walk out of the ring. He whispers in D-Mac's ear, you one tough son of a bitch, you know that? And D-Mac's like glory holes that way. (laughs) And then, right when you think Orton's running to the glory hole, he turns around and hits D-Mac with an RKO to make that Kansas crowd pop like crazy. Son of a bitch. Orton, don't you know, it's DMAC 2020. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, how did I miss that one? What? It was either on there or I was really cooking dinner. I don't, I don't know how I missed that whole. On the, on the live shit, it was right before Becky and uh, Kyrie's spot. If you missed it, it's all right. I would go back and watch that match, though, if you can, because it's probably that and Rey Mysterio versus All Miss is the two best matches of the week by far. 
Yeah. One more thing I got to get to, Wolf, and that's pretty pointless. But we get the main event, which is Bobby and Lana versus Rusev and Liv Morgan. Oh, yeah, I did see that one. Now, the only thing, I have two takeaways from this. Liv Morgan is rocking those new J's for all you sneakerheads. I'm not a sneakerhead, but I watch shows that have sneakerheads on them. These are the new Jordans, and they look fresh as fuck on Liv Morgan's feet. Just give it yeah. a quick sneaker plug there. There you go. Go out and gotta spend money that, on sneakers. Gotta get that sponsorship, man. Gotta keep this podcast rolling. Yeah, sponsorships that we don't have yet. Trying to make a push, though. The only hey, other takeaway you. is this match was decided on a hell of a fucking spear by Bobby Lashley. We're talking Goldberg-esque. Yeah. yeah, that was a really good spear. I do remember that. Rusev sold the shit out of it. And Bobby just went full-on water boy on his ass. <laughs> Don't fuck with Bobby Boucher. So you get Bobby and Lana standing tall. I don't know where this is going. Does anybody, Jeff? No, but hopefully it's ending soon. I know me and Eric have been saying that for over a month now. But... That's basically SmackDown and Raw. NXT has not happened yet, as I said at the top of the show. AEW, which I am still questioning, has not happened yet either. So we when don't have AEW any of that to get to. On, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. When does AEW come out on, like, where they come out on TNT? Yeah, it's Wednesdays as well. It goes head-to-head with NXT. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's how out of the loop I am. No, this is all, this all happened within the last half year, Wolf. You're fine. But the road to WrestleMania starts this Sunday, so you better get back in the loop. Yeah, I probably will. Like me some WrestleMania, bro. That's all I really got from um, this week's wrestling. We got a Matt Hardy sighting as he got jobbed to Eric Rowan in that stupid-ass storyline. But we did get a Matt Hardy sighting. Yeah. Just had to shout that out. Version one, baby. Uh, so, Wolf, should we get to some fucking predictions? Well, Jeff, we can do that. Or, before we do that, do you want to hit up your 30-second uh, Bulls update? Oh, shit. Well, I'm glad you reminded me. We can, we can do that, actually. Let me find my shit and let's let's get to it. Bulls fans! Last time I left you, the Bulls were getting set for a nationally televised game against the Philadelphia 76ers on ESPN. And the Bulls were sitting 15 and 27, ninth in the East. As I predicted, we are competitive in this game against Philly. But even without Embiid, Simmons was able to do his crafty little thing, even without his three-point shot. And, god damn it, the 76ers got back in some bitch and ended up winning it. 189, so we lost that game. But, as I told you, we had the losing Cleveland Cavaliers coming to town the night afterwards. You know anything about the Cleveland Cavs, Wolf? They are garbage. They've uh, there's been talks of mutiny. Kevin Love uh, is very displeased. I actually think I caught a little bit of that game. Was that on a Saturday night, Jeff? This was Saturday night's game. Yeah. Now, depending on what part of the game you caught, you could have very different experiences. Because my God. Oh no, I caught the end of the game. I'm sorry. I, I do remember this now. Excellent. Well, I was switching between it and the Blackhawks game. Oh, nice. Well, this is not a Blackhawks update, so let me do my thing, Wolf. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. The Bulls started this one off competitively, going back and forth in an ugly-ass game. Then all of a sudden in the second quarter, these goddamn young guards for the Cavaliers would not miss a three to save their lives. In the first half alone, these motherfuckers shot 12 for 17 on threes. 
So as you can understand, a struggling Bulls team with no centers were down 17 points at halftime, Wolf, 56-73. This continued throughout the third when it became apparent, okay, no one else is shooting the ball well. It's time for fucking Zach Levine to take over the team, as he's been known to do. This motherfucker's looking for an all-star push, and if not that, he's looking for that slam dunk contest. In this third quarter, he gave us a reverse buggy whip, pump it type of jam. One of those slam dunks you see on NBA Jam, Wolf. <laughs> and not only that, he went down, because we're still down at the end of the third. We're still down 87 to 102. Okay, that's pretty fucking crazy against one of the worst teams in the NBA to have 100 points given up through three quarters. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good at all. But, Zach put the team on his back, scored 21 points in the fourth quarter by himself. He had more steals in the fourth quarter than the entire Cavaliers team by himself. And this motherfucker led us to come back, take the lead, and we won the son of a bitch 118-116 on the back of Zach Levine's 42 points. Now, we don't have our studio audience here because I'm out in Colorado, but I'm going to give him a round of applause. All-star vote. Hard hat, lunch fail, Zach Levine. Yeah. New Taj Gibson. I can't say the new Derrick Rose, but the closest thing since. Now, Wolf, fun fact. This is what NBC Sportsnet told me after the game ended. This win was the first win when allowing 102 points through the first three quarters since November 24th, 1990. Where was that? Denver, Colorado, baby. That's a weird dumb stat that no one needs to know at all. So, Bulls fans, I hope that got you as hype as it did me because the Bulls went on to get smoked by the Milwaukee Bucks on Monday. As you would assume, one of the best teams in the NBA in the Milwaukee Bucks. That's the season sweep. 0-4 against the Bucks this year. Better luck next year with Milwaukee. Giannis, you're something special. So the Bulls currently stand at 16 and 29. Half the game out of ninth place and probably about five and a half out of eighth place. The Bulls fans, stay optimistic. It's too late to vote Zach Levine in the All-Star game. But watch, I don't know if it's this weekend or next weekend. Watch the All-Star shit. Watch the slam dunk contest. And let's hope we see Zach in that motherfucker. Go Bulls. No bulls. Thank you for listening for that 30-second bulls update, Wolf. Yeah. Now we got one more thing to get to before we get the fuck on out of here and on with the rest of our week, Wolf, and that's our Royal Rumble predictions. You ready? Yeah, let's dig down deep on this fuck bag. Let's do it. You got that uh wiki page in front of you? I do. All right. Let's start low and then end high with our shit. Give me one of the most worthless matches on the card. Let's start with that. Uh, let's go uh, Shorty G versus Sheamus. An excellent worthless sandwich match for the Rumble. Yeah. So, this was a feud that got started basically in a commercial break. Basically, uh, Shorty G, Chad Gable, as me and Eric still call him, by the name that his mother gave him. He was doing an interview, and Seamus came out and just, like, teasing him and shit, making fun of him, and then started making a short joke, and uh, Shorty G took it personally, even though I could have sworn the whole point of changing his persona to Shorty G was that he wouldn't take short jokes personally anymore. Kind of ironic. Anyway... That didn't lead to a match on Raw. It just led straight to a Royal Rumble sandwich match. Wolf, who you got? Uh, Sheamus is a re-debuting, returning heel. We haven't seen him in, I want to say, close to a year. It's been a minute since I've seen Sheamus' pale ass. It's been, like, close to a year, I think. 
I'm just gonna go with Seamus because I really got no dog in this hunt. So. I'm gonna agree with you there, just because he's returning, and he's yeah. not gonna lose to some rook. I don't care his size, and Chad Gable's a damn good wrestler too. But Seamus is the grizzled vet, that grizzled Irish vet. Yeah. He also said in this commercial break promo, "There's an Irish saying: Save your breath to blow your porridge." Which I've never heard that Irish saying, and I think Becky might have a disagreement or two with that. But Wolf, you've been to Ireland. Have you heard that saying? Save your breath to blow your porridge? No, but that sounds like either bullshit or some shit some old Irish guy would say. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, either or. All right, what we got next, Wolfie? Uh, another, another crap match. Sure. Yeah, low to high, baby. Uh, I mean, Bailey versus Lacey Evans. Oh, the SmackDown Women's Championship that's been in a soccer mom feud that I'm not supposed to believe in. Like, this has not been a good feud, Wolf. No, I, I caught something on SmackDown. I was not enjoying myself. You don't know if Lacey's feuding with Sasha or she's feuding with Bailey. It's kind of one and the same. Yeah, she's with both of us. It's, it's stupid. And their only retort to her, since they can't make fun of her military background, is, oh, she's a soccer mom. I'm going to turn her into a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why really? do they call her a slut? <laughs> now, that's, that's a viewpoint of a filthy casual right there. You know? <laughs> Wrestling 101, huh? Yeah. You're a slut. <laughs> You're a slut. I mean, really belittle her or something. I don't know. Uh, I think they're trying to run a family show now. Yeah. It's not the 90s anymore, Jeff. So there's no stipulation on this match besides the fact that it's a title match, correct? Mm, nope. Just single match. All right. On this one, I'm going to go with uh, Bailey retaining that son of a bitch. Because Sasha will probably get in there and do the dirty. Yeah, I mean, I want to disagree with you. Just, you know, for the sake of having disagreement. Of course. I, I agree with you. I got to go with my girl Sasha. So Bailey to retain. Yeah, yeah. All right, what we got next, Wolf? Let's go, uh, Bray Wyatt, The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. Ooh, a strap match for the Universal yeah. title. Not really low to high like I was talking, but might as well dig deep on this fuck bag. Yeah, yeah, I mean, ugh. So. That's a tough one. As a filthy casual, I'm going to give you the pick here. This is, this is for the title. It's a strap match. You have to keep your shit on the strap. And you're tied to the other person. It's 10-foot radius max. You can use the strap as a weapon. I don't know if there's any other disqualification or not. I don't think so. But I could be mistaken. I I, I feel like Daniel Bryan can take this one. Oh, you go with the title change, huh? Yeah. I like that idea just purely for um, WrestleMania. I think Daniel Bryan... It'd be nice to have him as a champion going into WrestleMania. I can't yeah. remember if he was last year or not. No, what he, he was a heel going. He was like trying to keep Kofi Kingston from getting the championship. Okay, so he already has gone into WrestleMania as champion. No, I don't know if he was the champion though or not. He was. He was a Planets champion. Uh, that's right. Um. So for disagreement's sake, even though I also like the idea of Brian, I'm gonna go with the fiend. He's gonna do something would, dirty. That would be really go either way. Oh yeah. I really don't know. I like the idea of a strap match though. That makes it a little <laughs> spicier. Yeah. So we'll okay. see from there. Well, I'll probably do a go with this one next. But what about uh, Andrade versus Alberto Carrillo? Humberto Carrillo? 
Is this just a straight up match? Singles match for the United States Championship, bud. Oh, man. You gotta imagine Ray might get involved because if you haven't been following the storyline, Wolf, uh, Ray sees uh, uh, Andrade Cien Almas as a disgrace to Latino luchador wrestling. Yeah. And Humberto Carrillo is friends with Ray and came to Ray's aid last night on the Raw after the U.S. title match when uh, Andrade tried to do a continued attack on Ray. Yeah, we didn't really discuss this, but I did see that match. The yeah, ladders match. Oh, it's, it's a great match. It yeah, was a really little, it was, had amazing spots, and some of them were a little sloppy just because they were hard to get off, but... I mean, I'm going to give Ray the benefit of a doubt every time. That is a great fucking match. I, I thought somebody was going to break their neck on one of those ladders, like, at least three times during that match. Oh, yeah. There's a hammerlock DDT Ray took through a, a propped-up ladder. That shit was amazing. He, he penguined yes. that DDT. <laughs> he just went head first. I'm surprised dude doesn't have CTE from that DDT. That's a boom DDT, Jeff. That is a boom DDT. Great plug, Wolf. You're catching on quick. <laughs> so, I'm going to go... Oh, shit, I'm going heel all night. Might as well keep the heel train rolling. I'm going to go with um, Andrade to retain. All right. I, I'm just going to go Alberto Carrillo with uh, Tom Fuckery from... Mysterio. I like that idea, Wolf. I like it a lot. Moving on. or should I? Who's pick? It's my pick, but I don't know, it's really been making uh... <laughs> Yeah, right over there, Wolf? It's a tough one, man. I, I'm, just, I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go King Corbin, man. No! Oh. Yeah, I just, I, they've been really pumping up Roman Reigns and the Usos. I think they're gonna save them for WrestleMania. Interesting choice. Now, you know this match is probably going to start off the night because Roman's original intentions, he said, I know we're both in the Royal Rumble, but I want to have a singles match at the start of the night and kick your ass twice. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Roman Reigns to win this, and there's going to be some top fuckery that Corbin does to get him kicked out of the Rumble later on in, in the night. But I'm going to go with Roman to win this match. Typical pay-per-view Roman win. We got, we got one more, bro. We got one more. What we got? We got one more. We got the WWE Raw Women's Championship between Becky and Asuka. Oh, shit. Becky taking on the one person that she hasn't beat in her in her run here. Asuka yeah. was champ. Asuka beat Becky at last year's Royal Rumble. And then when Becky won the Royal Rumble match, she chose to go the Ronda Rousey route as opposed to the Oscar route. Yeah. Dodged bullets? I think not. But we'll find out in the Sunday. So it's your, your pick, Jeff. It's my pick. You know where I'm going. Oh, yeah, I knew where you are going. Becky all day long. All yeah. day! The man is good. The man's been good, baby. Yeah. Wolf, how about you? I'm gonna go Asuka, just... I love Becky, but I just... I wanna flip the script here a little bit. Okay. Got a couple of swerves here, Wolf. I dig it, a lot of title changes. Go big or go home, man. Go big or go home. Now we got nothing but the Rumbles, Wolf. Yeah. Women's Rumble. We only have five known competitors. Can you read us those competitors? Alright, uh, from 
Raw, we have Charlotte Flair, Sarah Logan, and Natalia. Danny Ice. And from Snack, excuse me, from SmackDown, we have Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Wow. Quite the list. Yeah, hell of a list, right? This is what I want to see, WWE. Take note. I want to be surprised. I've got to be surprised by this women's rumble. So, Wolf, who you got? Jesus Christ. You can really pick anyone in the field. Yeah, you really can. God damn. Shit. You want a bold prediction, Jeff? Of course I do. Way out of the fucking ballpark. Yeah. We're literally in a ballpark, so take us out of it. Mandy with help from Otis. Oh, man. Oh, man, that's a hot take. If Otis helps Mandy win the Royal Rumble, the IWC, the internet wrestling community, will be up in arms. They'll lose their fucking minds. They would. I have not as equally a hot take, Wolf. All right. Now, I have no, I've done no research on this. This is just, I pulled this out of my ass five seconds ago. You think I did any research on my pick? No. All right. But I'm, I'm calling for the return and conquer from Nia Jax. I was thinking one of the big dogs. One of the Haas hybrids? Yeah. I think Nia Jax, last year she was in the Men's Royal Rumble at 30. I think this year... I don't know where the fuck she's been, probably injured, but I think she's going to return. I have no clue her injury status. She's going to return, and she's going to win that son of a bitch. Now moving on to the men's. We don't have to get into all of the goddamn declarees because there's 25 of them. Yeah, there's a lot of motherfuckers in here. Basically, guess any name that you've seen who's not in the tag team, and they're probably in the Royal Rumble. So, Wolf, is this my pick? It is your pick. It's my pick. Oh, shit. DMAC 2020. DMAC's winning it. Enough said. Wolf, your pick. D-Mac 2020? Of course, it's 2020. Fuck, I'm gonna hit it out of the ballpark and just say Dolph Ziggler for no fucking reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's a filthy casual. Hell yeah. You never know. Why not? It's a Royal Rumble. Anything can happen, Jeff. Hell yeah. I think that concludes our Royal Rumble picks. Alright. Wolf. Anything yeah. else you wanna close us with before we get the fuck on out of here because I think we got this shit in the bag uh just uh two things I gotta say or three three things uh congrats Eric DMAC 2020 and uh go White Sox I agree with all those things that's well said Wolf is that all you got for me that's all I got, man. Alright, Wolf. How do we close this up, bitch? Night, night. Night, night. We'll get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. 